Huh? What do you do when your world falls apart and and it seems like God is distant? What do you see and what do you do when something like that happens? And we need a testimony for, from a person who's been through that to let you know that there are times when God is strangely silent. It does not mean that he's away or he doesn't care. And that's why I labeled this morning the whole idea that when the tough gets going. And so, um, so as we go this morning, we want to begin to look at that. And, and the book that we are, we're going into is um, Job 7, 1 through 6. You say, oh, I know Job. <laughs> you know, sometimes the Lord says, you know, you need to stop and really study the scripture. Sometimes we think we know because we read it like the newspaper. But sometimes we really don't know what we know. And Job is saying, I, I want you to understand something. I've been through some things. I, and I want you to understand some things this morning about how I was thinking. Let's bow in prayer. Lord, thank you for the saints of God. Thank you for our time together. Thank you. Um, in the course of our, my preparing, one thing you laid on my heart, stop. Throw it away. Do this. And I did just that. Thank you for the insights. And it will help me to now uh, share that with the saints. Lord, I'm trusting you to speak to their hearts. Help me just to clearly share it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. Well, as we go through this, we're dealing with this man, Job. When you look at a person like this, he's, uh, he's not a beggar. He's a rich man. Seven sons, three daughters. When you think about all that he had, the camels, everything that he had. He was a rich man. Everything was going well, but on what type of day? On an ordinary day. Things went south. It's amazing. And here's what, what Job is telling you. I hope you, hope you get to the, the gist of it. You can go through life and everything can go beautiful. You can pray. You can be uh, well off. And everybody will know you. And on an ordinary day, everything goes south. What do you do? On an ordinary day, and you do not hear from God for one whole year. The issue now, don't talk about God. The question is, where, you, where, where are you in your thinking? Well, see, it's easy to pray when you get the money in the bank and, and healthy children and everything else. And, you know, and folks are calling you Mrs. or Mr. and all these other things. And you got to, oh, it's, it's easy to pray. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. But what do you do when a, on an ordinary day things go south on you? And so, in our introductory then, we try to make it brief. The words that we have been examining these few weeks, determination, 
and choices need to be connected to a real-life situation that we can grasp and readily apply. We have a responsibility to know the heart of God. Failure to do so will have a tremendous impact on our life and the lives of others. Whenever you're going through something, the first question that should be on the table is, do I know the heart of God? And if you don't know the heart of God, I have the responsibility to know God's heart. And I ask you this morning, do you know God's heart? It's one thing to know about a church and know the scriptures and all that, but do you know God's heart? Because in the midst of it, when you're under all of the frustration and things are piling in on you, if you don't know God's heart, it's going to kill you. And this, even as we go to Job, we're going <laughs> to, I'm not a psychologist, but that's like I analyze what he's the first few verses as we go through it. You, you'll find that, uh, that um, let's put it another way, we'll analyze the verse that we, as we go through it. You, you'll find that sometimes we read over it, but I want you to watch his thinking. Here is the man who trusts God. Here's a man who's the most righteous man. Uh, and the, the Lord talks about him, brags about him. And so as we go through this then, in our observation, since we exist in a, a spiritual warfare, there are several things that we would be wise to consider from these verses. Thinking it through. His, his declaration his determination, and his devotion. Those are the three. His declaration, his determination, his devotion. We'll first start off with the whole idea of his declaration. Let's start off with that verse then. And uh, we'll talk about his declaration in verses 2 and 3. Um, you'll, you'll find that it's, it's interesting and we'll just kind of read it through here. And it says, moreover, Job continued his discourse and said, As God lives who have taken away my justice and the Almighty who have made my soul bitter. That's what he starts off with. And now, now listen to what he's saying. Uh, he's, he's, he's saying that because in 27, uh, it's first uh, starting with verse 2 and, and 3 there. He's saying, he says, God, has, who God who lives, who has taken away my justice and, and almighty who have made my soul bitter. Um, and I, I, I might have, uh, pardon? It should be 27, I'm sorry. It should, it should be Job 27. So Job 27, all right? Okay, Job 27, so we're on the same page. Everybody on the same page? Okay, I'll, I'll say the devil did that. No, I don't know if did Okay. So here we find here. Now, I want you to know something. Up to this point, we're in the, we're in the 27th chapter. That means he has gone through all of the things. He has lost his children, his seven sons and his three daughters. He has lost his wealth. He has, now he has uh, lost his health. He has boiled from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. He's in outside in really the almost like a, a, a garbage area and he's scraping the boils. Can you imagine the flies? While he's there in the daytime, some of his haters, 
their children are throwing rocks at them. He begs for the nighttime, but the nighttime is cold. This goes on for one whole year. Meanwhile, his friends come along, and they, it's, it's easy. People come along the first time, and they, they feel, you know, they, well, we'll be praying for you. You know how it starts off like that. But don't you stay long, sick too long, because they, they will not keep that tongue going. You stay sick for a long time, and then your, faith, your friends will start fading away. And what happened was his friends, oh, they were there, but their tone changed. And they were saying, well, Job is sick this long. Do you think that because your sickness could be there's something you haven't confessed? And the, the whole dialogue with them was on this. And then the next thing was, you know, Job, you haven't admitted yet. But you know what? We really think that the reason that this is going through like this, you haven't confessed the sins. So why don't you go ahead and confess the sin? God is good. Now his friends who were there to, to help him are now accusing him. Job, you know you are a sinner. You'll find in the passage, one passage of scripture going up to this, one of his, one, then one of his um, friends got really spiritual, said, you know, Job, I had a dream one uh, last night. And the dream that I had, and he gets, they, they get spiritual on you, made the hair on my arms raise. In other words, what I'm getting ready to say is deep and spiritual. I'm getting ready to tell you a little something, something right here, Job. And Job was saying to all this, I don't care how your hair is going up. Listen, I didn't do anything. This happened to me out of my control. And now here's what, here's what Job is saying. It's repetitious of somebody else saying it. It's almost the same thing. He says, as God lives who have taken away my justice and the almighty who have made my soul bitter. Did God do this to him? No, that's his response to it. God didn't do it to him. Oh, someone else, Naomi, remember her? Naomi, when she lost her husband and her two sons, Malon and Chilion. She was saying, the, 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 the Almighty was against me. Do you mean the same one who bring you back to Bethlehem, the house of bread? You mean the same one who's bringing you back to a place where you can eat and return and restore all that you lost? That's the one that you're saying that's hard against you? It's amazing that if it takes too long, instead of still holding on to God and praising God, sometimes there's a tendency to blame the one who keeps you going. Watch it. Watch it. Longevity. If you measure God by the longevity of what you're going through, then it's not God. It's where you are. And, and it's something else. It takes it further. It takes it to the point where there is what we call the, the sense of unrealistic expectations. You see, here's, here's what, we, what happens here. We begin to think that since I'm a believer, oh, yeah, I know that we're going to have troubles and everything, but I will not be going through that much trouble because all I have to do is pray and the Lord will heal me. So what happened when he doesn't? What happened when it gets worse? What will you do then? How would it affect your praise? 
What happens? Talk to these folks. I don't know how many are believers. Talk to these folks there on the West Coast. Talk to them about the fires. They have their buildings and everything else, and all of a sudden, they are losing their homes and everything, everything that they want. Some had to get out that night with only what they had before the fire consumed them, and it consumed everything they had. Talk to those who are in the South when the, and, and, and some of the storms are just beginning to come up. And all of a sudden, these hurricanes come. And when the hurricanes come, the flood comes and takes away this and takes away that. And everything that they thought, it doesn't matter what your education is or how smart you are. Life says, listen, it can happen in a minute. And if you don't learn it while the sun is shining, if we... Don't go deep with God. We'll go shallow with our circumstances. And we will let our circumstances define who we are. Whoever you are connected with will define who you are. So Job was in this mess. I believe that at this point, the 27th chapter is Job's defining moment. He's saying his, his friends are on his back. He has lost everything. His body is aching. He's going through all of this. And now, if Job is tough, it's time for the tough to get going. And so from this point on, then, I think it's important to see that Job doing this. But making a verbal declaration, declaration will do a few things. Number one, what would it do? Prevent all negative influences from taking root in your thoughts. Beware of the root of bitterness. When you start getting a negative uh, vibe, it's, it's, it's like a poison that gets down in your soul. And you become a bitter person. And you start separating yourself. You don't want to hear other folks. Next, keep you focused instead of fearful. Next, it will keep you intrinsically in control or inwardly in control of uh, our, our, our thought life or, or your thought life. Job addressed his uh, situation from his honest ass assessment and unshakable response. And so, lesson number one, always address the challenges and character builders in your life from a biblical perspective. You hear me say that every time. Always address everything you're going through from a biblical perspective. Always. You don't, you start blaming others. You start coming up with other solutions, hearing other folks, and it won't work. Number two, his determination, verses three to five. As long as my breath is in me, and the breath of God is in my nostrils. My lips will not speak wickedness, nor my tongue, utter deceit, utter deceit. Far be it from me that I should say you are right. Till I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. What's your purpose statement? What's, what is your purpose statement? If a storm comes that way, what do you have to draw on? You know, they, they have this song. Uh, it's very simple. 
It don't have to be that long. It's, um, I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, I shall not be moved. Regardless of what comes my way, whatever my lot thou have taught me to say, it is well with my soul, I will not be moved. The psalmist says, my heart is fixed, O God. I got my mind made up. Regardless, and get this now, it was Joe friends that was wearing him down. He says, you miserable counselors. In essence, he's really saying, go home. <laughs> you miserable counselors. But they stayed on him. From the 27 going on, it even got worse. And he had to battle his friends who supposed to be comforting him. And so I thought I'd bring some things up here. Number one, Proverbs clearly says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. And so I think that when uh, Job said that um, I will maintain my integrity, it's good to have self-talk. Now, all of us have a tendency to talk to ourselves. Uh, maybe anybody who do not talk to themselves about anything? <laughs> Okay, all right, okay, good. Praise the Lord, so everybody's honest in here. All right, we talk to ourselves about something. It's what you say to yourself you believe above everybody else. You can say, boy, I heard all of that, and boy, that was really interesting, but, and whatever you say after the but, that's what you're going to believe. Because what you say to yourself is the one. His health his condition in life, his words control of his lifestyle and image, his character consecrated by way of, of life, his compassion, his care for others, his reputation that was beyond reproach, his love and worship for God. Let me just bring it back just a little bit here. The whole idea is just now, look at this, his health, his, his, the condition of his life, his words, his character. He says, and when it comes down to my integrity, he says, I won't give it up. I won't change who I am because of where I am. Don't you ever change who you are because of where you are. Let the people laugh, let the people talk. But if that's, what, that's, if that's your station right now, if that's where God has put you right now, don't let people change you. You might not be going through the storm right now. Praise the Lord. But remember what the Lord, the Lord said in Isaiah. When, which means it's going to happen, thou is going to happen to you. Pass through, which means you're not going to stay there. Through the waters, I, Jehovah Shammah, will be with thee. You're going to go through. It's going to happen. Count on it. But when it does happen, he says, I'll be right there with you. But my, my challenge to you, I, my concern is that a lot of believers are caught off God. And their big, biggest problem is they don't know how to respond. They don't know whether they should be angry with God 
that should they be angry? And sometimes they take it on the, the loved ones. It's the mere fact is that they don't like where they are. And I tell you, all through scriptures, you find individuals going through stuff like this. And yet, that should not shut you down as an individual. Paul, Paul, he was ministering, and with that ministry, he had the stone in the flesh. Whatever it was, he said, you know, I hung out with the Lord. He, he took me up to the third heaven and everything else. I said, Lord, I said, will you remove this? He said, I went to him three times. And God said to me, without any long explanation, my grace is sufficient for you. And let me tell you something. Regardless of what things happen, he'll say, my grace is sufficient for you. What I don't want you to do is come out of it being embarrassed that you let God down because of your level of immaturity that was by choice. By choice. So then uh, when things go wrong, praise the Lord. Isn't that the first thing that Job did? When everything went wrong, he, he just said, he said he, he tore his clothes, threw the ashes on his head, he fell down, it says, and he worshipped. He said, my first responsibility is to worship God. He didn't know that he was going to go on that long journey. He didn't know that he'll start from this wall and go all the way over to this wall. All he knows is that I'm going to worship God. But I, I can't blame Job because I have not been through what he went through. I have not felt a loss of 10 children, all my finances, my friends blaming me. I'm out on, on the garbage heap, flies and everything all around me, and kids throwing rocks at me, and, and my enemies still hating me, and my friends again accusing me. I have not been through anything like that. But that's when the tough really gets going. And if you really have been, if you really know God, you'll stand there and, I, and haven't done all. You stand. There's a point where you won't be able to do anything else but stand. And when you stand, Keep your eyes on God. Question. In the middle of your storm and challenges, what re resolution have you personally made that you uh, personally made that you made that is purpose uh, to the day you die? I kind of double that. But the whole idea is this. What type of resolution have you made? What, have, what, have you purpose to the day you die? Do you have a purpose statement that you'll take to the day you die? That's what I was trying to say. What resolution? I'm going to trust God. And there have been a number of times um, um, that I've been sick and didn't let the know, my wife know, didn't let the congregation know, that, and how my body was built and everything else. And I just, you know, there in the bed, and I just, uh, and I just said to God, I, said, I went back to the, and I, this is what I did. At first, I, in, the, in the midst of how I was feeling, the first thing I did, and I thanked God for all the years and all the things he brought me through. I thanked him, and I said, Lord, there is nothing that I regret or blame you for. You are, I thanked him for it. And then I told him, I don't like what I'm going through. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, I was honest. Hey, that's what, that's, at least Joe was honest. We need to be honest with God. Lord, I don't like what I'm going through. I, I really don't. And then I said, but I'm looking ahead. Here's the worst case scenario. If I have to go through this and feel like this for the rest of my life, although I don't like it, will you give me the strength to accept it and keep going? That has been my prayer. And you'll, be, you'll be surprised how many times I've been through that. Uh, Sometimes I'll look well when really I was sick as a dog. <laughs> and God has been keeping me, keeping me in his care. Do you know him? You know, I was thinking here about uh, Dave. He was singing about the uh, whole idea of uh, uh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Then he flipped it with the other. About he knows. He knows how every cares. The tears that falls. He knows your name. God will never. He will never forget or neglect someone that he have gone all this thing through. Do you understand that? You mean to tell me that God will not listen to, pay attention to, he's an absentee father after he sent his son to die for you? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Don't you realize that there's a lie flying around somewhere? And who do you think the maker of a lie? Satan. Satan. And who are you going to believe? Are you going to go back to the Garden of Eden? Who are you going to believe? Satan or God? God cares for you. He cares. So come up with a purpose statement. Here's where I stand, regardless. Well, lesson two, do not let your situation or any other entity find you fearful and troubled. Make sure that you're trusted in the Lord. We've been very patient, so we will hasten along to bring it to a close. His devotion, verse 6. In his devotion then, I, I think I, I really appreciate what he said out of this, this one verse. He says two things. My, my righteousness, what did he say he'll do? He said, I'm going to hold on to it. <laughs> he says, regardless of what I'm going to do, I'm not going to lose. And do you ever heard the song, do you, do you have good religion? Do you, you know? He says, certainly, my righteousness, I hold fast and will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me as long as I live. Let's break it down. Job mentioned two significant things in his expression. My righteousness that can only be obtained by belief, trust, and obedience. When you say my righteousness... You see, Abraham was declared righteous out of his trust in God and his obedience. Remember that? He was declared righteous and out of his obedience to God when he offered his son Isaac on, uh, up there on, on the hill there. So understand that God uh, attributed his righteousness, you see, uh, to, to the fact that he was obedient and he trusted God. He believed in God. And so don't say that you're righteous and you distrust God and you don't believe in God. 
You don't believe that God got your hand through all of this. That he will not leave you. Yes, time's supposed to be hard. That's, that's what hard means. He realized that he was the keeper of his righteousness and any failure would be by his choice. And that's why I, that's why I made it in red. He's the what type of his righteousness? He is the what? <laughs> There's the only person that can keep your righteousness is not God. He didn't say he'll keep your righteousness. He says, he's, he, said, he said, I will hold fast what? My righteousness. I'm responsible for walking this way. I'm responsible for obeying God. I'm responsible for living. I'm responsible for the words I say. I'm responsible for the things I think. I'm responsible for the people I hang out with. I'm responsible. I hold tight to this. I will not compromise it for, for personal gain or, or put something in my little cocoon. I am responsible for all of this. My righteousness, I hold fast. My question to you, are you holding fast to your righteousness? Sometimes it grieves God's heart that saints of God come uh, on a Sunday morning. In some churches, they pack them out. And you ask them, are they holding fast to their righteousness? Living situations and um, all type of uh, Sitting in their lives they have not confessed. And it breaks his heart. It should be his words. It was kind of late that last night. His words were very precise. I will not let go. I'm not going to let it go. I come this far. I lost my children. I lost my health. My wife told me to curse God and die. I had some crazy friends. <laughs> I'm hurting. <laughs> he said, I will not let go. It's all right to be stubborn, folks. <laughs> it's what you've been stubborn about. What is it that you will not let go? My heart will not, will, uh, uh, will be no negative factor that will uh, come back to haunt me or affect my, my feelings. There will be no negative factor that will come back to haunt me or affect my feelings. He says, my heart will not reproach me. He says, when I do that, my heart, that's, that's where the feelings and everything else, there's never a point where I'm condemned by the things I have said and done. My heart is, my heart is clean, O oh God. Remember what the psalmist said? Search me, O oh God, and know my what? Heart. Know me. Know me, know me Lord. Search my heart. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. While the sun is still shining and everything else and things are going beautiful, then that's what the Lord wants to do in, in our lives. And so we, we come to uh, one last thing. Please understand that when the tough gets going, they, they, they still cry and moan and still feel the pain, endure the suffering. But they will still be praying. 
trusting, believing, enduring, and waiting on God. Just because you're tough does not mean that the pain hasn't gone. It does not mean that your circumstances haven't, haven't changed. But while all of the negatives are hitting you, while the storms pour on your house from the housetop and when the winds blow on, your, on the side of your house and when the floods come up, it says the person who built his house on the sand, it's a great fall. But when the storm is over, you take a look at the saints. It's still standing. And when you come out of your situation, you can, you can say, I'm still standing. I'm doing what? I'm, I'm still standing. How do I know that a person is wise? Is that when they go through a situation trusting God, they're still standing. Why do I, why do I call them wise? Listen, only, only the Bible can call you wise. Jesus Christ says, I consider that person wise. Because they build their stuff, their house, on a rock. And my prayer this morning, that you will do the same. Amen. I think that's so important. So important. Solomon so skillfully puts it this way. Sing praises to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Psalm 35, for his anger is but for a moment. His, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night. But here comes that conjunction. What is that conjunction? But joy comes in the morning. What I'm doing now and I'm crying and I'm hurting and everything else is happening while it's nighttime. And I'm, I'm going through all of this and all of this trouble and lost it all. But that's what's happening now. You just wait till in the morning. <laughs> and I'm, until then my heart is fixed and I will not let go. That's my prayer for each one of you. Well, that don't apply to me today. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you just put it in an envelope and just tuck it away for right now. And the Lord will draw it at a time that's appropriate. And when, and when you do, open the envelope and God is saying, read it and don't give up. Don't become a statistic than a person of victory. How do I know that I'm becoming a statistic? I start complaining in my spirit. I don't tell other folks about it, but I start complaining in my spirit. In the past few years, all the things that have happened to the Rackets household, uh, from the car accident where we, we walked out of it well to within the same year, the heart attack and then all of the other things that start happening and um, and still, I mean, just, and that's, that's just at home. That's not counting all the other things that happened around. And, um, and through it all, I had to keep 
I had to keep stopping having and start to have what they call an attitude check. I had to go to my own personal mirror and say, okay, Don, how are you responding to this right now? What's your attitude? Is God pleased with how you're responding? And, uh, and I thank God that as a whole, Every now and then, and I'm, going, I'm not going to use the word, I, I, I'm only human, but every now and then, <laughs> you have those moments. Then you get up, brush yourself off, and say, I'm still standing. And as we close this morning, maybe there's something you're going through. Maybe this morning, maybe God told me to lay the other side aside because there are some things that you quietly are struggling with, whether personal or something outside of you, but there's something that sometimes it gets very frustrating. Then you need to join the Job Club. You see, the end of the story, if you, if you want to folks like to go to the end of the book and see how it turned out, <laughs> uh, God blessed him double. God is debtor to no man. He didn't have to. But see, being a gracious God, he did. And if you have not done that self-evaluation, I just want just to pray for you this morning. And if you're that person, won't you stand as I close in prayer? If you're that person that God's been speaking to this morning, I'll be glad to pray. Um, as we go in prayer, then, then join me. Then join me. I don't have to prime the pump. I have no specific person in mind. I'm just simply saying, you know where you are. Just make sure that when you come out, you're looking good. Father God, we just thank you for this, this time. Thank you for our time together. Thank you for your word. When the tough gets going. Because how Joe felt, he made it clear to his friends his position. He's going to control his mouth. He's going to hold on to his righteousness. He's going to make sure his, his heart will not reproach him. Lord, I thank you that you can empower us. You've already told us we're more than conquerors to him that love us. So now it's a matter of us believing it, receiving it, believing it, and then, Lord, embracing it and applying it to our everyday life and choices. And understand that everything we do, think and say, you're watching closely. Thank you for those who are standing. Thank you for where they are. And Lord, I just pray that if there's those who do not have that, that position of righteousness, which requ requires belief and obedience, and trust. If they do not know Christ as Savior, if they're under the sound of my voice, 
and help them to know, Lord, that they can do it by admitting that they're a sinner and that they can't save themselves. They trust that Christ died for them and to ask Jesus to come into their hearts, forgive them of their sins, and that you will make them yours. Thank you for this privilege. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said.